Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the Word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy. episode is brought to you by Life Options Counseling Services. If you are looking for counseling services or resources, our Christian counselors provide a rich therapeutic experience rooted in biblical foundation. For help or to schedule a consultation, reach out to us at 908-290-3550. I have the honor and privilege of sitting down with Charnel Pohn, who is a licensed clinical mental health counselor in the state of North Carolina. She is also the proud owner of Life Wellness Counseling Services. And she and I had a conversation about a review we did for the Clark Sisters movie. And if you haven't seen this movie, it is a must see. We see how the Clark Sisters were able to push through and give us all their ministry in spite of everything they've gone through. We discuss everything from relationships, domestic violence, to suicide and expectations and roles of first ladies. This was just a really great, insightful conversation. If you have not watched the movie yet, then this will be definitely a spoiler, but we had a great time. And so we hope you enjoy this conversation and a special thanks to the Clark sisters for being so transparent and, and providing this movie for us. So for those of you who don't know what we're dancing to, we're dancing to the Clark sisters, you brought the sunshine. And the reason why we are dancing to that is why, Charnel? Because we're gonna talk about the Clark sisters movie. I am so excited. Like. First of all, I was excited about yes. the movie, period. Like, I'm a Clark Sisters fan, like, grew yes. up with the Clark Sisters, and Dorinda in particular, like, beastly, okay? And um, so the anticipation of the movie was, I think, for everybody, really was more so musically. Um, we, were, we, were wait, we were ready to hear some good singing. I don't think any of us anticipated all of the information that we would get from this um, about their lives, how much we might see ourselves in some of their stories. Um, so I'm excited to have this conversation today because after the movie, I saw so many, so many statuses on Facebook about like how some people weren't even ready to see it because they, and they anticipated like some of that stuff is going to get a little bit too close to home. Um, and then some people were like, I need to just take a beat because it was so real. Everything, even if those, some of those experiences weren't yours to watch somebody, somebody's life play out. It, if you have a heart, <laughs> it really, right. it really is hard to watch. Let's start with the beginning. What did you think about like that opening, that first 10 to 15 minutes? Okay. Um, of course. Uh, we have to start with uh, some some good, which is 
Kiara's vocals. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I can't, I can't not mention that as a singer. Um, she's a beast. Um, and <laughs> so, like the first ten minutes, like I think they started where most of us expected them to, which is with singing and good singing at that. Um, and like the way that they kind of introduced each character, like you could tell who was who. Um, and really solidifying who they were at that time. Like I would have never known that Karen was really, really shy, um, but she she was and that they let us know that. She was very comfortable around her family, but yes. when it came to like doing solos, like that wasn't her. And the introduction of Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, played by Anjanou Ellis, like hats off to her. Yo, she did a, she did her thing. She was right. Absolutely. And even that those first 10 minutes really more so showed us who she was as a parent, as a choir director, as their leader. Um, she ain't play. No. And and it that that was very evident from the very beginning. And I think that that about her played out throughout the uh, the whole movie, and it affected all of them very differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first ten minutes, I, I, like they I did have to agree job. with you. I feel like they set the stage perfectly, like for um, you know, for us to see like the almost like the where it all began, yeah. and um, just be caring. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, like she was just to see her shyness and what their mother did to pull all of that out. Like yeah. she was no joke. Now, one of the things uh, that I've heard a lot after the movie was that a lot of people felt like the way the mother imposed her wishes and her mm-hmm. her wants for the kids, you know, that that was a type of emotional abuse almost. What, yeah. what do you think? So one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about was identity. Because um, I, I felt like, and I think Denise even said it a couple of times to her siblings, um, like, we're living her dream. This is something that she wanted, and we don't have to live that life. And I, I feel like all, like all of the Clark sisters, of course, I don't know how Denise feels, but you hear them talk about how thankful they are for their mother and them pushing her. But I wonder if that was really all of their dream to, to be who they are. Of course, it turned out great. Like, okay, it, it, it worked for your good. But in the process of that, like I know, for instance, Twinkie, like she got accepted to Howard University and her mom was like, that's something you probably gonna have to give up because I need you. And as great of a mother and provider as she was and how much she instilled in them, that still doesn't take away from the fact that I, I believe Twinkie in particular, her identity got lost in mm. in her mother's dream. Um, mm. And so I think that that plays into a lot of the choices that she makes later on. Um, but I, I, I personally, personally believe that their mother did the best that she could with what she knew. I think she figured that she was setting her girls up to be successful. They're going to be able to take care of themselves. And a lot of 
her desire to do that overshadowed her ability to to be more of the nurturer and be a mom like i think one line in the movie twinkie even said like you wanted a organ player and i needed a mother mm. Ooh, girl that's that was a yeah. tough line yes that was a tough line that was that wow wow i part their mother was under a lot of stress do you mm. want to speak to like even her own relationships in the beginning that were portrayed you know with the domestic violence i don't know if you have any thoughts about that but like yeah. even her mm. trying to put stuff together i don't i don't of course that and they start with her her i believe this is her second marriage um because jackie's father is not a part of this story um so we don't know the history of that and but I, we do know that it ended in a divorce and she ended up married again um and in this second marriage um with him being a pastor it seemed like he had his even he had his own idea of things that he was imposing on her of like you're this person but i need you here as my first lady and of course i i do believe that if you have a first lady role there are some things some duties that you do have and it's important that women don't lose their identity in that and so the same thing that was she was doing to her children was also happening to her and and I, all of this just makes me really want to know more about even her parents like what did she observe how was she raised because if that's really all you saw and somebody brought you up to be you know how you are and you were taught that you really don't know any different um and the domestic violence really shocked me um if i can be quite honest because i i don't know about other people but that's not something that i knew um and i even when they got into an argument the last thing on my mind was that he was going to hit her and when he did i literally looked at like the tv and like mouth is dropped um because i just didn't and i think that we can even talk about like you really never know somebody's story like we all had this idea of what the Clark sisters life was like and Dr. Maddie Moss Clark and looking inward, you can even say like some people who were in their age group probably wanted to be them at that time. Like they were a very well-known family in the Kojic denomination. And you really never know what's happening behind closed doors. Um, and you really, I didn't internalize it but i that that was the be the beginning of the heaviness that i felt throughout the movie of watching that interaction and him even hitting jackie and telling her to leave um because she was trying to trying to protect her mother like that was so much and the reality is that we have so many people day to day walking through church doors going to work every day, this is their story. Mm -hmm. And I don't, of course, nobody's walking around broadcasting it. I'm pretty sure people who went to their church had no idea that, that he was hitting his wife. 
And so I, I think that there needs to be outlets in church, like you are um, doing trainings for wellness ministries to start at church that create spaces for people to share their truths so that these things can, healing can start to take place. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 that resonates with me so greatly, um, you know, because I'm thinking to, to myself, you know, it's a different day now. But even going back to like, you know, I, I was just as shocked as you. I, did ha I had no idea that there was domestic violence happening in a home. But like you said, we really don't know what's happening, you know, behind closed doors with people. And you can assume all you want because they hold a certain title or are in a specific spotlight, but you just never will know. Um, and then on top of that, going back to what you were saying, even about the expectations as a role of a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has greatly um, and just as a woman period you know we, we were we were referring to a first lady but just a woman you know being able to have your individuality while serving uh the man of god i, I think <laughs> i'm not a first lady and i'll say it again i'm not a <laughs> me first either lady. jessica maybe we should have called one for this conversation <laughs> <laughs> but you know how many first ladies are just kind of smiling through their stuff and holding it um so that there won't be a a problem um you know that will spread like just they're holding it together for everybody you know mm -hmm. and that heaviness that comes with even just that and so you know having an outlet a safe space for them you know that's why i really love this the work that um uh the first lady what's her name um evan's wife uh lady evans did she did uh, she had a first ladies network lois where she just evans. had a safe space oh lady lois evans she had a, a safe space for for first ladies and things like that need to continue to stay in place but just just knowing what dr maddie moss clark adored made me like oh my gosh <sighs> I, I always tell even my clients um, in my private practice that when you witness um, any type of negative re relationship between you and your parents or your between your parents, you have one of two ways to react to that. Either you can adapt to that and it becomes a part of who you are and you also repeat those behaviors or you try to get as far away from it as you can. And mm -hmm. I think that we saw a mix, like some of them married great men that they were not abusive. And then some married or one married somebody who they didn't show us put him putting his hands on her, but we did see him push her mama. Absolutely not. And just because they didn't show it to us doesn't mean it didn't happen because anybody who will push your mother down uh come has, on has no problem putting their hands on you yeah it does it's a reflection when anybody's in a domestic violence relationship or situation it, it, it leads me to think about two things one self-esteem what how do they esteem themselves that they have allowed this to happen but also um what their what trauma they have endured what have they been involved in that I, before we um close i think that it's really important to talk about denise um okay so i know that i think i've i've seen so many like opposing views of her like um but 
she was the only person who really had the idea that something about this is not necessarily wrong, but I should be able to be an individual. And I, I believe a lot of her behaviors came out of feeling smothered um, by like what we talked about before, living her mother's dream. She wanted to, she wanted to be a part of the group. I think that was very evident, but she also wanted to live her own life. Of course, I'm not condoning any behaviors of fornication or children out of wedlock. Let's put that out there. Um, but I actually went and read about her after the fact because I was interested. And what they did not show in the movie is that from her standpoint, her, she said that beyond her just being looked upon as like the black sheep of the family, she was actually advised to get abortions for these children. Um, and so I can see how that would make you kind of shun away from wanting to be a part of things because in at, at some point you have to have, you're going to always have one person out of the bunch that's going to be real. Like we're putting on this, we're singing out here all the time and we're making it seem like we're great, but you guys make me feel like an embarrassment because behind closed doors, you're telling me that I need to get rid of my children because that doesn't look good. Um, and so I think it's important for people before people cast judgment about Denise, hear her story and really look at her from a different lens of what was happening for her during that time. Right. There are still aspects of ourselves that we struggle with every day. And it takes a lot for a family to divulge that much suicide. You talked about Dorinda. I had no idea. I didn't know about that. Apparently, it seemed like everybody else knew about it, but I didn't. And so they shared a lot with us, very vulnerable. And I don't think that that's anything that should be teased or picked on. I honestly wish that if we would create more space and stop being so judgmental of things like that, more people would come out with their testimonies and it would help to free other people. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jesus in Therapy. Listen, healing is always available with Jesus Christ and therapy can yield amazing results. Please share with a friend and subscribe and be well. Thank you.